I'm a dad. And I'm about to be. I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. My first child is due early next year. I'm Tom O'Brien. And I'm Aaron Gales. Tom's got a head start on me. But that doesn't mean that I know what I'm doing yet. Join us as I get ready to be a parent. And I try to function as one on no sleep. We'll take on the big subjects. Bust some myths. Find out how the proper dads do things. And avoid Peppa Pig at all costs. This is The Dad Place. Yes, welcome to The Dad Place, a journey of exploration into the wonderful world of parenting from someone who's been doing it for a couple of years and is showing the bags under his eyes as a result, and from someone who's just taking their first baby steps into that arena. Aaron, getting closer now? Yeah, getting closer, Tom. Uh, Six weeks to go. Yeah, six weeks. Um, So yeah, yeah, time is ticking on. That's why... um, well, we're slightly later recording than I have planned tonight because I'm in a frantic, uh, frantically trying to get everything done um, in the house, which ties in nicely uh, to this evening's episode. Yes, we're going, uh, after having gone very sort of physical last week, talking about labour and the process and what Aaron can do to be the real hero there, uh, we're now taking a look at some of the more slightly practical and boring things, which very much falls into a dad's wheelhouse, uh, getting things ready, getting things done and preparing for the baby to come and be a really lousy housemate. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And it's, it's a lot of pressure for me because uh, I think, as you know, Tom, my wife is um, an interior designer, so has a lot of ideas about what things should look like and how things should be done. So there's a lot going on in my house um, at the moment. Um, what did you did you make any changes to your home, Tom, when you knew a baby was on the way? Or well, we moved into this house uh, six days after we found out that we were pregnant. Um, so we, we knew all along what the plan was going to be living in the house and stuff like that. So we, we didn't really like, it was one of the things we moved to a lovely part of the part of the world, but we didn't really get to experience it and the many (laughs) delights that are here because my wife was, was very, very pregnant, um, for, for the entirety of the time. And then we had children and that was the end of all the fun. Um, and we, I think that what, what we did do is I, I like a nice fake out. So when we were, when family came around to see the house, that's how we told them uh, that mm. we were pregnant. So it's like, oh, and here's a box room. Yeah, we reckon that would make a good nursery one day. <laughs> We've got about eight months to get it ready. <laughs> uh, and then just wait to see, <laughs> wait to see the cogs were yeah. um, and to see who took too long to get it. Yeah, uh, and there is one family member who's just sort of staring, grinning, who might well still not yet know um, <laughs> that we were having a child. Um, three and a half, that's three and a half years ago. Um, so yeah, they're, they're still very much in the dark, I think. But we we knew we've got like t- what I would probably call two and a half bedrooms upstairs, really. Mm-hmm. And we decided that the smallest room, uh, the box room, was going to be the nursery mm-hmm. because it would sort of fit quite a few nice pieces of furniture. Yeah. 
But yeah. we didn't have to sort of get into baby proofing anything because we didn't really own anything at that point. We did yeah. spend far too much money on buying nice furniture, with which yeah. hindsight we'd have just gone down to the tip to see whatever sofa someone had dumped that morning because that would have been cleaner than the ones we've got now. But we didn't have to make any any huge adjustments because I think everything was done with that in mind. But but you've been in your place for a few years now. Yeah, we've been in for a few years, and and we um, so we had the discussion uh, not long after Rachel found out she was pregnant. Did we need to do anything to the house? So our house is a two bed house. Um, did we need to do anything? We decided that uh, we weren't going to do anything, and then there was one night, I think about three months in. Where Rich just had a, just slept really badly, um, so got up and went and slept in the spare room, and slept much better, and then came back in the next morning and said, "I think we need to do something." Um, so we have made our big bedroom into a smaller bedroom, and now have a third bedroom, which is uh, which is for the baby. So that's why I am now. Uh, trying to get it all, trying to get it all ready, or as ready, or as ready as it can be. I mean, it, you, you think it needs to be ready for when the baby comes, but in reality, it actually doesn't because they spend the first few months in with you, don't they? But um, the last thing I want to be doing is decorating. So, yeah, just cracking on with that, really. Um, so, have you been doing all... construction? Have you been putting up walls and taking them down and stuff? Well, I mean, I haven't been doing. Obviously, yes, yeah, so we get a professional <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I got well. I got a professional. I got my uncle, my uncle, uh, in to do it. So we've had a wall put up, uh, plastered, all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm just painting at the moment. And, yes. Um, as long as it's not you. I mean, if you needed a press release putting out about it, then you know I'd, I'd go to you. But I think the actual physical labour doesn't strike me as something that you'd be particularly strong at, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> no, definitely not. But that not. press release I would get it would get great traction. <laughs> Um, and, and to be honest, it's, it's you know it's nice to be appreciated because I just spent an hour doing the rather frustrating job of painting white on white. So I've obviously already done one coat in white, um, <clears throat> putting another one on, uh, and I was working on one wall. And Rach came in and said, "Have you done that big wall?" And I said, "Yes." And she went, "Well, you can't tell." And I thought, "Oh." You know, when you just think, if you weren't pregnant. <laughs> is it, I mean, I mean what? Um, um, <laughs> God, do I need to make a call? Um, um, but but surely that's that's proof of a job well done. If you can't tell that the white's been put on, you've really painted it well. Yeah, although, and, and also when, you know, she wants another coat on there, so I might just next time just disappear off upstairs for an hour and just tell her I've put another coat on and she'll never know the difference. Just take a very, very, very lightly damp flannel and yeah. put that on the wall, and then that will show it's glistening to yeah. make it seem as if you've painted on. And yeah. I'm just realising as I say this, you wanted to listen to this podcast, so that is not going to work, is it? <laughs> and she is listening to the podcast, Tom. She gave me a bit of feedback earlier. Okay. Uh, um, uh, one, one was, well, not feedback. The first thing was she didn't know what the word glib means, which apparently I used in the first episode. So I had to try and explain the word glib to hear, which actually was I found more difficult than I perhaps first thought. It is a bit of a strange word, isn't it? But I think I got there in the end. Um, and the other bit of feedback was she'd prefer a 15-second warning um, before placenta blood type stories, as, 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 as you shared in the previous episode, um, because she has been listening in the car. Got you. Uh, <laughs> and doesn't have quite enough time to sort of 
turn things down. So I don't know if there's some jaunty music we could maybe put in in a, in a pause. We'll do that. Time. Yeah, we'll we'll. Um, I mean, if if we were one of those good podcasts, we put an advert in in that place. But um, <laughs> that that really is is only our own fault. Yeah, um, and, and also the uh, final bit of feedback, which which wasn't feedback necessarily, but she said um, I don't know if Liz is listening, but. Um, she said she finds it quite interesting to listen to because there's certain things that I've said in the first two episodes we haven't necessarily discussed between each other. Um, Is everything all right at home? Yeah, we all know everything. everything, everything everything's, everything's fine, Tom. We just communicate through the medium of podcasts. As all uh, good couples should. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it is quite interesting, isn't it? You know, I think we've had some discussions over the last two episodes where you know, you do end up, you know, you sort of feel comfortable, you sort of, like, like like maybe you would in the pub, you know, there's always elements of conversations where you might chat to your mates about it over, over year. Um, but no, she's enjoying it and, and she's listening to it as well, Tom, which um, she's never listened to one of our football podcasts. Um, so... I mean, that's niche. If she was going to tune in for an episode all about the best Namibian footballers, then yeah. really, you know, th- this is probably more up her street at the moment, but mm. given a few years' time, Namibian footballers could be very much the most important things in your life so we'll see when we when we come to to, i don't know what i'm saying now um even i didn't listen back to half of those (laughs) so you're getting the you're getting the house ready and you're painting white so you're going neutral we are and we're gonna go we're gonna go gonna go green on the bottom and white on the top so it's gonna be like half half painted but we think we both think that green's quite a neutral neutral color um because let's face it, they're not gonna they're not gonna have a clue, are they, until they're about four, um, and maybe even later than that. So yeah, we're going to sort of a light green, um, and then it just sort of a, she's gone for a, a woodland theme, Tom. Um, so Lovely. We've been, we've been spending much, much like you said, we've been spending a, a, you know quite extortionate amounts of money on um, things like wallpaper, um, which I, which to be honest, I don't think is that extortionate, but. Well, I just think it's extortionate in general, and I've never realised the cost of wallpaper. Um, so yes, we've been yeah, I've been doing a bit of that. So yeah, still still a lot to do, but we're we're getting there, getting there slowly, getting there slowly. Um, well, we had when we were painting the nursery here. Ours is a particular shade of grey, mm. um, a sort of a neutral soft grey, mm. but it was initially a farrow and ball colour. But mm. and I'm sorry if Farrow and Ball want to be one of our sponsors of the podcast. We're not rich, so we didn't <laughs> buy any of their paint, even though someone who we both know, who I'm not going to embarrass by saying it, but they've just had triplets, uh, told <laughs> us that, um, oh, you, you simply must buy your paint from Farrow and Ball. Yeah. And we didn't because um, we were very poorly paid. And so we did one of those colour matching things where we got B&Q to make it for about a third of the cost. Yeah. But we we also bought a load of wall stickers, and the first set of wall stickers are still very much in their wrapper because we never got round to actually putting them up due to being too tired uh, from having a child. So yeah. that is a good reason, as you mentioned, for getting things done early because we yeah. we just never got round to it. Mm. Yeah, and it just means the house the house is a mess. So like just getting things finished, we've got stuff everywhere at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, no, it'd be good. It's, it'd be good. Maybe it might even add a bit of value to my house, Tom. You know, pra- practicalities. I've turned it into a three-bedroom house. Um, well, no, your uncle has. Well, my, yes, my uncle has. Yeah, I'm doing sort of the fine tuning. It is. It is difficult though. With with you know, as I said, Rachel's an interior designer, so not only does she have ideas about what things should look like, but she also, you know, on a daily basis, works with professionals who do this. 
Um, so my uh, standards of decorating uh, don't necessarily always match up um, to, to what to what she's potentially used to, but I've just told her she's going to have to lump it. Um, I'm, I'm I'm sort of imagining quite a rustic sort of sort of finish. <laughs> I mean, you can get if, you, if you're saying if you're saying woodland, that can be a little rough and ready, can't it? It no, can be, you know, like oh, there's a, a bit of green went in the wrong bit there, but that could be a leaf. You know, that yeah. works. It's 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 so, raw. Exactly, Tom. And you know that expression, you get what you pay for. And <laughs> she's not paying me, so <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I quite enjoy. I like a bit of. Um, I'm not great at DIY, you know, in terms of like I say, I couldn't build a wall, but I actually like a bit of decorating, painting, and decorating. I quite enjoy it. It's you know, quite therapeutic, really. You just sort of get on and do it. So, um, but yeah. So, any anything else, Tom? What would you sort of house getting the house ready for the impending child? What is there anything else you'd recommend? Obviously, when they're quite little, they can't really do a lot, can they? But um, no, but they still need you to spend an absolute fortune on them. Mm. Um, we we sort of, as you mentioned, the baby doesn't generally go in uh, the NHS guidelines, of course, so that the baby should not go into their room until they are six months old um, so that you can keep an eye on them. I, don't, I mean, you're asleep for most of the time you're in there, but um, so that you can, you can keep an eye on them at night and things like that and just monitor their breathing and things, which you will do, by the way, obsessively. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because there are babies who become very, very quiet breathers, and you will find yourself lying there in bed thinking, "I haven't heard them breathe. It's been ten minutes. I haven't heard them breathe. I should go and check, even though it's been ten minutes. Like this is too late now, but I still need to get out of bed and go and check that. They're, yeah, they're fine. I'll go back, yeah. and then you'll do that six more times that night, um, yeah. uh, constantly, constantly checking that they're breathing. Uh, yeah. But we built the furniture all really, really early because we knew mm. that we wouldn't have the energy or enthusiasm to be able to build a cot down the yep. line. And I think it just it sort of helped us get in the mindset of getting ready for the mm. baby to do that. Have you been in the same sort of situation? Yeah, yeah. So we have, yeah. So we've got we've got stuff everywhere. Now I'm just looking around the, the sort of my podcast studio at home, which also doubles as my living room. Um, and there's just boxes and boxes of stuff um, everywhere because our loft our loft is currently out of action because I had to get uh, my uncle also did some electrics in there, so I had to clear it out, um, and I've not got around to putting it all back in yet. So yes, we've got. I mean, not no, not necessarily stuff for the baby really, but like like new wardrobes that need to be built, uh, a new chair that needs to be put together. I think that you know that's going to go in the nursery. Um, but yeah, just all sorts of stuff really, but. I mean, we've got the baby monitor, we've got one of them. I tell you what, I've spent hours and hours researching them, Tom. Oh, I mean, where, where have you got, which model have you gone with? Uh, oh, God, I can't even remember. We'll um, we'll check that for the next episode. But, is, that, is it yeah. video? Is it one of those ones with the stupid oh. pads in the bed? Or Oh, no, it's a video. It's a video one, yeah. Um, a fairly simple video one. It cost about £80. Um but what I found really difficult was is the reviews of almost every one on the market, whether it was really expensive or really cheap, were just so mixed, so, so mixed. Um, the battery life seems to be the main um, complaint that people have. Uh, ah, now, I automatically think I now know which one you've got based on the battery life. And I'm not going to say, well, no, actually, I am going to say the brand name. Uh, because I'm only telling you about my experience with this rather than me slagging off the entire company and saying that they're crooks because they're not. They actually were very good with us. Um, we've got an angel care monitor. 
I'm looking mm-hmm. at it right now. It's the AC1320 uh, for fans of pointless brand names. Uh, and it is a video monitor. It comes in uh, one of those ranges. Like if you buy, if you spend, it was about 80 quid. If we spent more money, we'd have got one of those pads that you can put underneath their mattress that mm. tells you if they've stopped breathing or rolled over or done something. And we just thought, what if your child just crawls to the other end of the bed? Like, It'll just set an alarm off that wakes the entire house. Like, we didn't want that. We'd be panicking with that far too much. Um, but we did have the battery issue, and we've had the battery issue quite a few times with it, yeah. whereas it just stops taking a charge. And I know, like, all, yeah. this is getting a bit techy, like, all lithium batteries, phone batteries, stop taking a charge after a while. But this one was like, it'd be on a full charge to empty in five minutes. Now, we were very good that we contacted Angel Care and their customer service was excellent because we bought it within the first 12 months. They could tell based on, we gave them the codes, didn't have to provide proof of purchase. And they sent us out an entirely new unit, um, which came with a new camera, which has worked out really handy for when we had a second child. So yeah. we didn't have to buy a new new monitor. We, think, uh, we had a new sort of uh, screen bit as well. So we've got a full two camera setup now. Um, yeah. But again, about six months ago, the uh, sort of monitor bit died again. Yeah. Um, and we had to buy a replacement this time because they would not be tricked on their customer service. So um, give them credit. Their staff are very savvy and would not replace something that was three years old at that point. Uh, yeah. So we had to buy another monitor. But yeah, the, the battery life on that is just shocking. Yeah. Uh, and I think if we um, have seen, like, uh, we've seen our, our friend Tom in the pub has shown us on his phone that he can tap into that. Like they've got one of those smart ones. Mm. He's shown us like his then just two children sleeping yeah. in the bed from home, which just felt weird. Yeah, it feels a bit, yeah, I, I'm not really up for that. I mean, I, I don't know, I always worry that on a monitor you're going to see something like that you don't want to see, so, you know, you might have a look and see a ghost, you know, you've never seen, you know, like just on like films that you see on these sort of things. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit apprehensive about it, and I certainly don't want to be logging in from the pub. I tell you, I tell you what we see. We see like little flecks of dust that float across the screen. Yeah. But it looks very, very much like the stuff you see in the upside down on Stranger Things. <laughs> and my wife is what's the polite way? A wimp. Uh, <laughs> and is particularly jumpy around stuff like that. We watched the first episode of Stranger Things uh, about two weeks before Millie was due. And had to stop watching it then for another three or four months until she felt comfortable <laughs> enough to watch the second episode. But whenever she sees one of these little flicks of dust just float across the screen, mm. and you see it, and because they're all these night vision cameras, it flashes as bright white. Yeah, she is terrified. Yeah, uh, and she does not care for my jokes about it. They are <laughs> not welcome. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with it completely. I think I'll be exactly the same. <laughs> um, no, I didn't know that about Liz. She's a scaredy cat as well. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. Um, one thing, one thing I have really enjoyed, Tom, and I don't know, I don't know how you guys approach things. Um, first off, but my my wife, uh, Rage, she does love a bargain. So um, when she told me how much things cost, I was quite staggered. So I remember talking to my brother and um, his sister, his wife, my sister in law, who just had a baby. And they told me the cost of a brand new pram. Uh, and I was shocked by that. Um, you know, half my monthly, at least, well, a bit more than half my monthly salary if, if I was to get the same model. Um, so Rachel's Rach been great, actually. And she has found Facebook Marketplace, 
um, to be particularly useful. So we got our pram and everything. That was all all second hand. I mean, it's all in good nick. We went round to see the girl um, who was advertising. We bought a hell of a lot of stuff second hand. I don't know. I don't know what you guys did. Uh, well, we bought we bought everything initially. Um, I think uh, pretty much new. We borrowed a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, Lizzie's got two sisters who yeah. both had children uh, in the years before ours came along. So there's been a lot of passing back and forth of stuff. Yeah. And uh, her one of her sisters just had a, another child uh, a month or two ago. So we were able to give all the things that we borrowed back, which we were really pleased when that baby came, not just because we're delighted to have another nephew, but also it meant that we could clear out our loft, which was yeah. which was almost as exciting for me. But <laughs> we we bought a lot of stuff new, but then uh, we have used Facebook Marketplace a lot since. We've got a load of toys for the girls from there, and we got a little double stroller, a much more lightweight pram for going on yeah. holiday, yeah. which would have been the one we wanted would have been about 150 quid and we got it for about 40 from facebook marketplace from a set of grandparents had used it about three times Mm. they'd smoked a lot around it but they'd used it three times and so it was in pretty good shape as well so there's um, there's a lot to be lot to be had on there because the pram we bought yeah ludicrous you could get a old car for that yeah 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 i think we ended up spending about 350 quid and Rach worked out how much it would have cost if we bought it all brand new. Because you got like you get ridiculous accessories with it, like a mini umbrella, you know, every, everything you could possibly think of. This pram's got, and it cost us about three hundred and fifty quid. And I think it would have been about eleven hundred quid if we bought it brand new. Um, so you can just save. You can just save a hell of a lot of money. And Facebook Marketplace is really good because you can just have like a quick conversation with someone. Do you know, like when eBay or whatever in the past, you might email someone and if someone doesn't check their emails to the next day, I think everyone's got sort of Facebook Messenger or or whatever. Rachel's just been like firing messages off. It's been it's been great. Um, I'd really recommend it to any, to any to anyone else who's potentially thinking about it. I think you know there's definitely value in getting everything new and nice and all that kind of stuff. But equally, I think there's there's quite a few bargains. Um, and, and let's face it, none, none of it, no pram stays clean for very long. Well, so exactly. yeah. you know, as long as yeah. it's not broken, we we, we bought um, the pram we got was an upper baby Vista, which mm. is quite a swanky model. I'm told um, it's not exciting. I mean, you can't get excited. You don't go around kicking the tires doing a proper test drive with it or anything. Yeah. But it, the accessories, yeah, man, it like and we wanted to. We knew it could convert up into a double pram, yeah. which we we still use now because Millie yeah. pretends to be tired. Yeah, well, I mean, who 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 wouldn't want to be pushed around, Tom? You know, if we, oh, if we could be pushed around in a pram, it'd be great, wouldn't it? We live up a hill. It's uh, not good for you. Okay. It's not good for me. It's it's either she wants to be pushed or I, she has to go on my shoulders. Either way, I'm screwed. Yeah. But the the one we like to get the accessories, you can put a second so second chair in it cost us a fortune again, and then to get the accessories to be able to put the right things in the right place you can have like the car seat and a seat or you can have like the bassinet and a seat and, and this yeah. that and the other each of these adapters is like 20 quid yeah yeah like we'd better like we better get a serious amount of money from you when we put this on facebook marketplace in a couple of years time no longer wanting it <laughs> we haven't bought a car seat yet oh no no haven't bought it i um, mean i mean you're six weeks away you might need to yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we've known the model that we wanted for a while, and then we, we sort of did what I think probably a lot of people do and wait for Black Friday to see if anything, and it didn't really affect the price that much. Um, so I think actually that's a good point to be honest. I think maybe we'll go and get that, go and get that this weekend. Because um, like I say, you just never know, do you? Never know. Yeah, because we found from about this point onwards where you were, mm. we had the, I think the car seat was in the car. Yeah. Right. Because we did, we didn't know because uh, Lizzie and I both worked in the same place. We didn't know if we were going to go right. Well, we're off, and actually, yeah. that seems stupid because we didn't have the bags with us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'd have had to go home to get them. But maybe, maybe we didn't have the car. I can't remember. But uh, but we we um, we certainly like everything was was ready to go. Because as well, depending on which type of car seat you get, it might be that it comes with a fixed base, which is just dead easy because it's. Yeah. Isofix, and that's what yeah. I would. That's what we're. So, that's what we're going to go for. Yeah, yeah. The, the ones with the seatbelt. I, I don't think I, I've put it in in a car twice, and I'm pretty sure if we'd have crashed, she'd have gone out the window. Yeah. Uh, like I don't think I, I tied that in in any way safely. Uh, so yeah, car seats is another one. They just outgrow them so quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, Millie's on a fourth different type of one at the moment. Mm-hmm. Blimey, she's just. She just can't stop growing. Yeah. They do that apparently. They just keep growing until a certain point where they stop. Uh, yeah. That's that's life. But she's um, yeah. We we got all these these Isofix ones because I'm lazy, and a lot of them you can just clunk straight onto the pram as well. Yeah. So if you've got one that's compatible with your pram, it just makes getting in and out of places that bit easier. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking as well. It's just like when Rachel's, you know, there's going to be periods of time during, obviously, her maternity leave when she's on her own, um, trying to do, you know, she might have been shopping or whatever. And I think just being able to clip and unclip something um, at the push of a button just seems worth the extra money. Because we found it with, um, certainly when we had two as well, mm. you could get Millie, like, it was when Lizzie was going to groups, so she could walk in with Millie and she could have the car seat as well. But a lot of these groups don't like, wouldn't let you take a pram into the main room. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, where do I put the baby? Like, so you've got to bring the baby in. Yeah. So if it's in the bassinet, you can't, well, basically just something that you could carry between the pram and somewhere else just became that. Like, if you're going out to someone's house, you don't, because the baby's asleep nearly all the time. So you don't, like, God, you don't want to wake him. And so... Yeah, those ones where you can where you can sort of clip it just makes life that bit easier. It's that's I think that's probably got to be one of the most boring parts of any podcast we've ever done. That talking about the uh, the the access with car seats. I do apologise to everyone. What else have you been buying? What else have you been eyeing up? Uh, well, just bought. I was just thinking of all the various bits for the baby, like clothes, nappies. Um, what brand oh. nappies have you gone with? Well, a mixture, a mixture. Tom, we've got, we've got, we've basically just like when we've been shopping and we've seen them, then they look like on a good offer. We've got some from Aldi, Tesco. Um, I'm just relieved to see that you're not going to be one of those planet Earth type people and wash nappies. Oh no, definitely not. I mean, what is wrong with those? I mean, you're saving the planet, but good lord, just cut something else out. I've got well, I've got yeah. bags for life now, and I use a, a, a refillable cup at work for my coffee. I don't need to wash nappies every day. Well, and I think I think there's some things, Tom, isn't there? And, you know, I sort of agree with the concept of cutting down on plastics, and you know, I do. You know, I do think it, that there's certain things that you know they're just a necessity, aren't they? And nappies are definitely one of them. Um, nobody wants to be washing a dirty nappy. Um, 
So no, I mean, is that is that something that people do? Apparently, apparently, it's like you get you get like little. I think most people do it. You put like a little lining inside, like your old terry toweling nappy or something like that. But yeah. I didn't even consider it. Aldi is the brand we've used it to a few different brands, and Aldi's the one that we settled into as being for me the premium nappy. Um, yeah. There were a couple of the other supermarket owned brands where we found that they didn't quite fit right or leaked or something like that but the Aldi ones are yeah. great the um the, the the main issue and this is why some people will save the planet how frequently does your um gray bin get collected mm. uh i think once once every 3 weeks us too it will get full and it will stink yeah, uh, we cannot wait until Lucy is out of nappies, which is probably the, just under two years away. Because honestly, like our, our bin is in our garage, I can't go in there. Uh, to, yeah. Like it got collected this morning, so I now know that for like three or four days, it's safe to go in the garage. <laughs> and then beyond that, it's just and it's just it's heavy. You can't shift it. If God, oh, if they didn't come, like we were worried that that, that collection was going to get moved over Christmas or cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and we and we sort of have that problem already as well because we've got a dog, um, so any poos in the garden get put into a big carrier bag in a dog poo bag, which then gets when that's full gets put into the main bin. So you can imagine that combination. So that's good advice. I'm going to have to think about that. Um, well, more more for the more for the bin men than anything else, Tom, because it can't be pleasant for them, can it either? No, but I mean, I guess it's an occupational hazard. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but still, still not very pleasant. I mean, if you can't even go in your garage, imagine those poor buggers, haven't they? Come to your house every three weeks and pick that bin up. Jesus. Still, though, what's the alternative? You're not going to fill the boot with them and go down the tip, <laughs> are you? So, no, possibly not. I mean, if, if you could if you could hold your child over the toilet and get them potty trained from four weeks in, then <laughs> then you know, one write a book about it, uh, and and but yeah. There we go. Yeah. Let's let's rattle through a couple of other things. Uh, uh, we go um, Moses baskets. Are yeah. you doing those? Uh, yes, I think we've got one. Uh, My absolute top tip with those. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I don't know if the name Moses basket is is still okay. That's what yeah. everyone calls them, but it just sounds like it it shouldn't be the yeah. right name for it i don't know why it just yeah. sounds a bit problematic but my main tip with it is get two stands two stands right stand for listening? downstairs stand for upstairs right let's just check rage did you hear that rage rage two stands yeah right she'll have got that she'll have got she's probably got four stands already but. just just because you like because and it kind of dawns on you like for the, for the first few months the baby's just in like is in the living room with you all mm. the time. So when you're downstairs, the baby's downstairs. When you're upstairs, yeah. the baby's upstairs. And it's hard enough lugging the like you're you're, you're carrying the um, uh, the Moses basket upstairs, like mm. it like you you know with the sort of precision as if you were defusing a bomb to make sure that you don't wake that child up. Um, <laughs> and having to like lug something else in your other arm yeah. as well yeah. to have to stand. Uh, yeah, we and we were fortunate we borrowed, so we we managed to borrow stands from uh, here, there, and everywhere, and the Moses yeah. basket as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, that that is a that is one of my few actual useful tips uh, when it yeah, comes to that. That's a very good tip. Yeah. What else have I got? Um, digital thermometer. 
Ooh. If you if you can get a thermometer under a child's tongue or under their armpit for long enough that you uh, to wait for the mercury to rise, then you're a lot more patient than I am. Um, we just got the digital ones that go in their ear, mm. and everyone says they're not accurate, but it's close enough. But you will never, if you're anything like me, you will never, ever, ever remember what the temperature is that makes your child ill. I have to look it up every single time. The numbers yeah. mean nothing to me. Oh, she's 75 degrees again. Is that good? Like, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. It's funny you say that, Tom, completely unrelated. Uh, I've got my work Christmas party next week, and um, one of the girls' dad's a policeman, a traffic, traffic uh, policeman. And she brought in, he has a load of breathalysers at home, so she brought a load in. And I thought, great, you know, I can check the next morning whether I'm all right to drive. And on the packaging, it says, you know, if you hit this colour, this is what your alcohol level is. But on the packaging, nowhere does it say what the um, the limit is. So so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to puff into this thing. Well, I've Googled it, so I know, but but yeah, you know. So, what, so, so temperature-wise, Tom, why, how often would you be checking the temperature of, the, of your baby? Uh, as a newborn parent, almost by the minute. But really? uh, no, you just, every time there's something wrong with them, you just, like, if they're coughing or if they're sneezing or if they're not eating or if their cheeks look flushed, mm. you just you do over-panic a lot in the first few months. And I remember Millie got a really bad, a, a cold so bad, I cancelled a trip to the pub yeah. in <laughs> her first sort of eight, nine weeks or so. And we took her to the walking clinics. It was a weekend. And I just remember, like, constantly thinking, well, she, if she's ill, she must have a temperature. And then once she hits, I think it's two months, she's allowed to have Calpol. Mm. And so you're sort of waiting to say, well, if you've got a fever, then Calpol will bring that temperature down and stuff like yeah. that. So, But like, even, like, in the last couple of weeks, we've taken the girls' temperatures because they've been a little un- unwell just to see whether they needed to have any Calpol or anything. Yeah. And... Like, take the reading and, like, yeah, 38. I can't remember if that's a fever or not. I, I knew when Lucy had a temperature of 40 and a half uh, a couple of weeks ago. I knew that was bad. And yeah. I, I know once it gets in the 40s, that's bad. And we did have to take her to A&E, and she was, thankfully, all fine, just a, a bit of a ear and throat infection, and she's uh, right yeah. as rain since. But, honestly, I have to Google it every single time. Yeah, I have no idea what it should be. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to, Tom, and I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned it there, is I'm very much looking forward to being able to swig the Calpol bottle again because I loved Calpol when I was younger. I mean, is it, is it still good, Tom? Is it still delicious? Well, you can now get sugar-free varieties. Oh, God. There's, uh, cl- it's all still strawberry flavour. Mm. Uh, Neurofen's all right as well. The ibupro- kitty ibuprofen's all right too. That's all right. Yeah. But they do all come in these bottles now that you put these little sort of, uh, it's like a syringe but without a needle, if that makes yeah. sense, that you put yeah. those into. And they, um, uh, so you can't just pour it out of the bottle very easily. Right. But, you, I mean, you could squirt something into your mouth from a syringe, by all yeah. means. Mm. No, I'm looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to it. Um, my last thing that I'm going to say to get the house ready, because I know there's something that you wanted to bring up, but the last, the last thing that I'm going to say, the best gift that we got given by anyone, I mean, obviously everyone's gifts were great, mm. but the best one was uh, my brother-in-law uh, and uh, my sister-in-law came round with a massive tub of Cadbury's Heroes the day after oh, Millie oh. was born. And that was just a ticket. The first yeah. tub lasted us a day and a half. 
Yeah. And because it was approaching Halloween at that point and sort of Christmas chocolates as well, I went out and replaced that tub every time it was empty with a brand new tub. And that kept me alive in the first two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds like a good plan. So have some chocolates in. You, yeah, you need the little, little because you're, you're off the regular clock in those yeah. first few weeks. And um, certainly like the, bo- the first day that both girls came home, they did not sleep at all the first night. Yeah. I remember with Millie, it was like five, half five in the morning, uh, no, maybe about half four. And Lizzie rang her mum to basically try and get her to come round and hold the baby because the baby would only sleep in one of her arms and we couldn't keep our eyes open. And yeah. her mum went, no, nah, just give it another go. Uh, yeah. And, and like we were dead to, and so we were, powering chocolates at like five in the morning just to keep like one of us responsible and awake uh, for this yeah. child so yeah um, Cadbury's Heroes were pretty much the unofficial sponsor of our child for, for, for the first couple of weeks yeah. but, but that's not the only food that you need to consider and I know that there's something you want to bring up about this well yes I do want to talk about batch cooking um but I did wonder. I did wonder if perhaps we'd leave that till the next episode, Tom. Well, what a tease! What yeah. a tease! Yeah, let's let's tease that and let's leave the batch cooking conversation for the next episode. If if that doesn't get the good people at Angel Care to come and sponsor us, then nothing <laughs> will. So there we are. Yeah, we'll talk batch cooking next week. But for now, we know now that Aaron's house is fifteen percent ready. He's got walls <laughs> and paint and a yeah. load of boxes. But uh, it's a busy couple of weeks ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to be honest, I should probably spend less time podcasting and more time uh, sorting the house out. But podcasting is more fun. Then we should we should wrap this up and let you get back to some more flat pack furniture. If you've got a similar situation, if you've been getting your house ready for an upcoming child, uh, you can get in touch with us and share your experiences. What have we forgotten to mention? Uh, the email is thedadplacepod at outlook.com or you can find us on Twitter. We're at thedadplacepod pod that's the best place to find us is there anything else that people should be getting in touch with Aaron uh, should they be getting in touch with us on, on any other platforms or no is there anything else you want to hear from people oh right um, well I don't know really it would be good to it would be good to know it would be just good to know what people's experiences are like it would be nice if someone sent us an email and said you know what this is what the first couple of weeks are like or um, you know good recommendations for I don't know any anything that I've anything that I've said today. I do still need a car seat. You know what? What do people think? Um, Have you got a solution for Aaron's bin problem? These are all these are all yeah. valid questions. The bin, we, prob- the bin problem could be a big one. Yeah, and yeah. we welcome uh, your suggestions. It's the Dad Place Pod at Outlook dot com or at the Dad Place Pod on Twitter. Uh, but until next time, where don't forget, it's all about batch cooking. Until next time, uh, from me, Tom. And from me, Aaron. See you next time on The Dad Place. <laughs>